0: You all know I'm so excited I get to interview some amazing amazing people and one of the greatest parts about this show is I get to interview friends and so I am here with a really good friend of mine from elementary middle I don't even know we were talking about it before uh, Lizzie Klemper is here and I'm so pumped to talk to her about our upbringings in Syracuse New York and then launching yourself into the Broadway. Yeah.
1: So, hello. Hi.
0: Which, by the way, we all knew you were going to make it to Broadway, so... Oh.
1: No, it didn't happen. I wish
0: I did. <laughs> so, is that what you <laughs> would tell have yourself? It would saved me
1: a lot of <laughs> sweating.
0: A lot of stress. So, we grew up in Syracuse, New York. Yes. We went to rival private schools, actually, in sure. sports, because I did sports at one point in my life. And um, I think the first time I ever saw you perform, we were talking about this before we started, was the secret garden at star productions in 19 doesn't matter (laughs) and you were playing the
1: fact is it was 19 something
0: right i mean it's been a maybe
1: it wasn't though actually we shouldn't say 19 i think it might have been 2000 something was it because it may have
0: just been a fresh 2000 maybe
1: just the the year 2000 straight up y2k
0: yeah the lights were on we did the things (laughs) it happened (laughs)
1: they're like lights are still on let's do a show
0: but then like, just to jump out of order because we can, years later, you did the show again quite a few times yeah. and toured, and I think I sort missed of. you. You were in D.C. or Yeah. No, you it was
1: DC? it was three separate productions. Um, D.C. at the Shakespeare Theater. Yeah. Uh, we did the Fifth Avenue in Seattle, and Tuts, Theater Under the Stars, in Houston. So it was three separate, like, sort of like a co-production.
0: Okay. And Fifth Avenue is where... Uh, uh, Mrs. Duffoy I just came from yes. yeah cool awesome great theater so tell me about growing up in Syracuse and then where you went to college and all that good stuff yeah Let's go all the way back
1: we were saying like we had so much opportunity we, we had time to catch up because our <laughs> studio was late letting us in so we already talked about a lot of this but to repeat for the listeners, <laughs> um, yeah we had so much opportunity in Syracuse and yeah. it's like this mid-sized small-sized city yeah And we were just so spoiled. My parents were both musicians, so I was always exposed to music. And when I was really young, probably age 9 or 10, my mom saw an ad for a community theater production of a century of Broadway, which was a review of all the best music uh, from Broadway for the past century. And I sang The Girl I Mean to Be" Did you really? From the Secret Garden of my first show. You love the show. It's great. I love the... Oh, God. (laughs) Come on, though. Who doesn't? Um... Yeah, and then I just kept doing the community theater stuff and choir. I was mm-hmm. in the Syracuse Children's Chorus. There's so much opportunity there.
0: Oh my gosh, Dr. T- was that Dr. Tag Barbara, yes, Barbara Tag? Yes, Barbara I think she's still doing it every once in a while. I don't know that she was like running it full time, but oh, I think man, she comes and guests every once in a while. Probably
1: the best thing that really prepared me for this career was doing those. Oh, yeah. Doing the Syracuse Children's Chorus and doing the Notables, which was at my elementary school. Yep. Like a select choir, they just prepared you. You know, by teaching how to read music Absolutely. and sing parts, all
0: that. So you came from a musical family, so logically it would have been it came easy to you, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I said I thought it was so wild when, again, jumping ahead, it all comes full circle somehow mm-hmm. in your life. Um, doing uh, School of Rock, I got to sing the like the part of the Queen of the Night aria yes. in the first act. Rosalie sings along with the band and it's like a joke and it's silly but I was like I took it very seriously in the audition and they were like it's not that deep like make it funny (laughs) because I was like yes I get to sing the Queen but when I was like age you know five walking around the house that's what I heard we never listened to the Beatles we never listened to like the stuff that most kids and parents hear in their house it was always a classical music record. Wow. And so I would sing the Queen of the Night aria walking around the house. And that's not normal, I realize now.
0: But I mean, it is. Maybe it's your for normal. all of us. It's, it's your normal. normal. I didn't listen to that, but like, you know, yeah. that's too funny. So you went to a private school that had a really decent music, Department, you actually started. We were talking about this too. You started something specific with a fellow friend, Sarah Naughton. Yeah. In your music department, so tell us about that.
1: Yeah, we. It was a really good, um, you know, music department considering. I think I graduated with sixty people. Yeah. It was like a pre K through twelve school. You know, it's just tiny, but. Um, yeah, I mean my, my music teacher was awesome and sh- there was a conducting class there was a music theory class Anne-Marie Jackson yes. out, not, yes. no longer Jackson Gregory
0: um, I remember her when she, yeah, she got was married yes. she was, you know, I just saw her actually when I was
1: in Syracuse doing a concert really? um, her daughter was dancing in the the dance group that was dancing yeah, yeah. with the Syracuse Symphony, and I was a soloist. So I got to see her. That's, That's awesome. I
0: can full circle. It's crazy.
1: Oh, always full circle. Um, yeah, so we start. We were a little bit jealous because we had the a cappella group, um, Opus 16, 16 people. Um, but we the boys had a barbershop quartet, and there was nothing for the girls. And so my fellow Opus 16 member Sarah Naughton, and I said, let's do a Sweet Adelines quartet. So, we held auditions and <laughs> <laughs> found two other girls, like very serious. And then we got the catalog and we, we ordered pink bow ties and cummerbunds and we uh, started a little Adeline's group. That's
0: so and cool. And it's still like
1: my favorite thing ever. I love yes. it. such a nerd.
0: So, you did Sweet Adeline's and then I can't remember if this was like a senior project, if this was just a side project. You did putting it together. Yeah, I and this, to say. we had
1: so much room to do stuff that we wanted to do at school. Like, I think I used to leave to go do, like, a show at Syracuse Stage. Like, mm-hmm. I would leave during school. Like, they were very flexible because it was private, I guess. I don't know. Um, but they also, our senior year, we got, like, a month or two at the end of the year where we didn't have to come to school. We just had to do a project. You know, if right. we passed all of our exams or whatever. Um, so the senior project... Uh, my year, I did a recital. But the year before, I think I was a junior, um, one of the seniors asked me to do her senior project, which was putting it together, the Sondheim Review. Um, and that was really ambitious. ambitious and wonderful. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was so fun. So where did you go to college?
1: I went to the University of Michigan. Yes, you did. Which I didn't know at the time was what it actually is, which is <laughs> one of the best universities for musical theater. Yeah. Um, if I had known what I was getting into when I auditioned I probably would have psyched myself out so probably a good thing <laughs>
0: Well, like all of the schools kind of ebb and flow we came obviously from Syracuse and so we have Syracuse University and we have a couple other musical theater schools in the area and I feel like every year there's like the top schools that just kind of fluctuate every once in a while because they don't have the good students or anything like that, but there's just one that breaks out and hits Broadway. Or mm-hmm. I think Baldwin Wallace right now is one of the most represented schools on Broadway at this very mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, I
1: think it
0: um, There was also Amda for a while, there was Mish for a while, there was CCM and Carnegie Mellon. So it really does switch depending on, you know, the school, NYU, yeah. of course. It's very interesting. And how like that the all demands works. of
1: the business, because certain schools, I think, uh, focus on certain things so if yeah. it's if there's a lot of shows on Broadway that require young people you know it might be one sort of school that's represented if it's more of like a dance heavy right. time it just kind of also depends on like what the trends are in the biz I think Yeah. maybe that's thinking too deep but um,
0: well, what do you feel like the pocket was for um Emish? what do you think their, their pocket was I
1: think I don't know if it's changed you know it's been a long time since I've been in school but at the time, I remember always hearing and thinking that the people that University of Michigan puts out are s- uh, unique,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, are themselves, that they put out um, performers that aren't cookie cutters. They, they like to choose people and mold people who are, are unique kind of character mm-hmm. types and actors, really. I mean, they're good at everything, but definitely like leading type.
0: People. Absolutely. What was your best memory in your years of school?
1: Hmm. So many. So many. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my my favorite thing I did at school was um, Carousel, which okay. is, you know, became one of my favorite shows from doing it. Um, I played Julie Jordan. Yes. And they brought in um, a choreographer, Marcus Vazito, and they brought in a music director, Ben Whiteley, who oh, wow. has now... Given me, since then, you know, I met him doing that show, has given me so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. I really owe pretty much everything I've done to him. Like, it all comes back to him. So, that's so awesome. That was an awesome
0: opportunity. So, you graduate college. What's your, and so you moved to New York. Mm -hmm. What's your first professional audition here in New York?
1: Um, So, actually, my first professional audition was when I was a senior. They were looking for, and the next Ariel in the Little Mermaid. Yes, dating myself. Um, so now you know when I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> and they were coming to Northwestern. I think I got the posting.
0: Little Mermaid on Broadway. On Broadway. We're going to talk about that's amazing because then we're going to talk about the next thing that has to do with the original Mermaid later on. That's so okay, funny. Okay. Okay. Well-connected. Thing.
1: Um, but they, they sent me like a posting cause I was working in the office at the University of Michigan and they sent something or I got something in the mail and I was like, Oh, I should go to this. Uh, me and Desi Oakley, who is a oh, Michigan wow. graduate, went together, did a road trip, um, to Northwestern yeah. and stayed with my aunt. Um, we had such a blast on that trip. I, I wasn't super close with her in college, but I remember like after that trip I was like, Oh my God, it's like my new best friend. <laughs> um, and we like. You know, auditioned for it there and then I was asked to come to New York a month later and they were like, practice your Heelys. So I bought a pair of Heelys and was no way skating around Kroger for like a month and came <laughs> to New York and I, I barely think I even used them if at all in the callback. But that was my first New York audition and it was like a callback for a lead on Broadway which was That's crazy. awesome.
0: Did you wake up? Laura Osnes movies? was there, too. Really?
1: And I didn't, like, really know who she was because I right. didn't watch the reality show and she wasn't famous yet. Yeah. Well, was she was wearing, the... like, a Grease jacket. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I have friends in Greece.
0: That's so funny. Five
1: minutes later, she's doing South Pacific. And I was like, oh, my God, that's that girl I met at the audition. Wow. That's so
0: funny. It's funny how everything, again, full circle is how it all kind of comes together. So, Desi yeah. is now the UK doing waitress I don't know I don't there. know she's somewhere doing yeah I'm
1: sure
0: she's somewhere. always doing oh, something she's no. very
1: talented I saw her in waitress on the tour okay she was so wonderful
0: that's awesome so now I want to talk about something that's so crazy and so silly do you have any like horrifying audition stories
1: oh god yeah who doesn't <laughs> oh man let me think these are these are fun I love a horrifying audition story Usually it's like having to do with a dance call mm-hmm. I'm sure um, man, I, nothing comes to my mind. I mean I, I remember like you know walking into people during a dance call doing like I think, oh my God, was it for how to succeed I did like they had me to do like a forward roll at the end and I like rolled into the choreographer, like just crazy little things like that. <laughs> I once uh was going in for dirty dancing the tour. And it was, like, a very silly... I was supposed to be singing poorly and, like, performing badly. So I, like, did a flea hop into the wall of the audition room, like, as a joke. And I was like, this is hilarious. This is going to be so funny. <laughs> I was like, look at me. I'm a bad dancer. And, like, no response. Like, that's always fun. That's
0: You put it out there. You're,
1: like, waiting for that laugh and just not getting it. That's pretty typical
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you... What, what advice would you give to Lizzie 10 years ago?
1: Hmm. 10 years ago. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess I would say... Don't put so much stock in uh, this career. Don't, don't let that run the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I've just I guess discovered that I can't. Yeah, I mean I, I can't let that be my happiness. Mm-hmm. That's everyone always told me that, and I don't think you can really. I couldn't understand it until I experienced it. Right. Because it's it's easy to say it's easy to say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let this be everything, but then somehow it always does be it everything. D- right
0: everything. <laughs> so, two pockets of things. So, what advice would you give to seniors in high school going into musical theater? Oh,
1: God. This is why I didn't become, like, this is why I thought I <laughs> couldn't teach, because I feel like I'm so, um, not negative about some things, but I think I'm, uh, some teachers are really good at, like, painting a, a really positive picture mm-hmm. and, 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 and building people up. I'm more of a realist, and I think if somebody is really, really wants this, go and get it. If they right. really are on the fence, it's going to be tough. Right. And I feel like that's sort of how I've been my whole life. And the thing that the thread that keeps me going is hearing other people telling me I'm good, and then also realizing that there really isn't anything else that. Mm-hmm. I'm, and people will tell you that's the first thing people tell you, right? If you can't do anything else, if there's nothing else in the world that lights your fire, then do this. If there's anything else, do something yeah. mm-hmm. else. And I, I do think that's true. Okay. I, I would encourage kids if they're not on the fence at all, try to try to explore other things. I do wish that in college I maybe and I don't think it would have worked in my schedule, but like maybe explored a minor or you right. know because now like. When I'm looking for other opportunities outside of the business, like I'm starting to think about like wanting to stay here more and like mm-hmm. what other like parallel careers can I have? I don't feel like I have all the skills I need. Right. And like thinking about going back to school is terrifying. Oh, it's
0: horrifying. I'm you know, listening. and that's
1: probably not gonna happen, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's something I think about and I'm like, well, but I only have like an undergrad in musical theater and uh-huh. that's it can be difficult. I hear you. It's not impossible. Nothing's impossible, but
0: so then, what would you say to those that are in their senior year of college getting ready to embark on this crazy business
1: oh my god this is this is so difficult <laughs> I've never really it's so different now too, so I don't even know like what what it's like to mm-hmm. graduate now I'm sure it's it's very different. Um, I would say, join the union if you can um if an opportunity comes up as a young person to, like, play a role in a non-union tour, that's awesome. Do that first. But I think it's really hard to audition right now if you're non-union. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get representation unless you just want to do the non-union route. That's sort of, like, the big question with graduating kids is should I get my car or yeah. whatever.
0: What's the best advice you've been given?
1: Best advice I've been given? About the business? Yeah. Um, It's probably what I just said. Um, I actually remember exactly where I was when I had this advice given to me. I had just moved to the city, um, and I was, you know, struggling and stressed and not really knowing what was next. And I had an older uh, mentor sort of friend who had gone to Michigan. I just ran into him at a restaurant on the Upper West Side, and he said, don't wait to start your life until you get that big job do not mm-hmm. wait to start the other things in your life that mm-hmm. are going to make you happy so that's sort of another version of like don't put all your stock yeah, in this one thing absolutely because for me and especially also seeing other people in this business who are you know successful a lot of times their personal life falls by the wayside mm-hmm. and that's a struggle that's constant but i've realized that that is so important to me like mm-hmm. i can't neglect my friends and my family and my husband, you know, those things are mega important. Right.
0: What is, if you can go back and do something over because it was amazing and fun or because you think you can do it again better, what would that Ooh, be? What a great question. Um,
1: the first thing that comes to mind is The Secret Garden because yeah. it was just so much fun.
0: How many times have you done The Secret Garden? Like in Well, life.
1: including when I played Mary Lennox at age <laughs> 12. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was those three productions, and then (laughs) when I was a kid.
0: I feel like there's four more coming, I just feel it, I don't know why.
1: And they're doing it a lot now, people keep writing to me like, hey, they're doing it here and there and the other place. Um, (laughs) but I just, I just think that show is so beautiful. I would listen to that score Mm -hmm. all day long.
0: Is that Lucy Simon? Yes.
1: And we got to work with her and Marsha Norman. Really? Um. On all three iterations and wow. they're so lovely that was the the greatest honor of my life was to wow. audition for her and have her say your voice is is beautiful and I want to hear you sing my music like that's... which we've
0: been telling her for years everybody just so that you know we've been telling her that and for that's
1: years. like I said the only <laughs> thing that keeps me going
0: <laughs> so um what is a common mistake that you see in some of our young people in this industry I feel like we're now at that age where, like, we can look at young people and be like,
1: I'm not that anymore. It's true. And especially now that I've been teaching a bit, I get to experience that. Um, yeah. Be yourself, you know, like, walk in the room with some sort of perspective, some mm-hmm. sort of attitude. You have, to, you have to bring yourself into the material. Don't try to be someone else. Don't try to recreate a performance that's already been had and some people are good at recreating performances and that's that can work that you can be a replacement you can do and that's great um i think it's it shows though like if somebody's Mm -hmm. bringing something authentic from them from the inside of their selves i love
0: that what's in your binder right now
1: Ooh, i got some new stuff finally i had just been like (laughs) singing stuff from college for the past 10 years I was like, I need to get rid of all these, like, boring, ingenue soprano songs, which <laughs> I love, but, like, nobody else loves. Like, <laughs> like, how many times can you hear If I Loved You? But then, I, <laughs> so I, brought, I have a, a Goodbye, Emil," Goodbye from Romance Romance. Okay. And I didn't know the song. Somebody recommended it, because it's, like, soprano, but it's mm-hmm. funny and quirky. It's, it's yeah. sassy. It's got attitude. It's got personality. And so I I brought that out recently for an audition for Titanic. Yes. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. And he was like, can I hear something a little bit more romantic and classic? And I was like, I (laughs) have If I Loved You. So there you go. Both of those are still in my book.
0: So that's staying in. So you then went on to do a show that was written by Edie Burkell and Steve Martin, which was Bright Star. Tell me about
1: that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was so lovely. We're like a block away. What are we on right now? Forty eight. Forty six. Forty
0: six.
1: Wherever we are, we're very close to the Court Theater where mm-hmm. the show was. So every time I like walk near the theater, I get that like feeling back so again good. of like that time. Um, I I did this show at the Kennedy Center. They had already developed it um, a little bit, so I sort of joined up bit of a pre-existing cast. I was a swing. It was my Broadway debut.
0: Congratulations. Kennedy
1: Center to New York. Um, and the cast was star-studded. I got to work with Steve and Edie. I sat at a table next to Steve Martin. Wow. You know, like, watching rehearsals, because I was a swing. Um, so it was it was very surreal and very
0: wow. wonderful. Do you ever, especially moments like that, Edie Vercal and Steve Martin are in a room with you, do you ever just still get those pinch-me moments of, like, how... As would people say A little girl from Syracuse Is now sitting next to Steve Martin In a show that he wrote Which I'm also in
1: Yeah all the time I'm so awkward though Like <laughs> I'm like the worst about Like walking up to Like some people like walk up I'm like hey Like oh my gosh I think you're so awesome and amazing And I like get so scared I'm like I don't want them To feel uncomfortable So I end up like Not saying hello and I'm like that's even worse Like just be a person <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I try not to take it for granted. It's it's still awesome and cool. Like we were just saying, I did the Jerry Herman Memorial. Mm-hmm. Thank you for to Ben Whiteley. He put together really? that choir. Yes, see? he did. He's still in my life helping me do cool things. Um, but there were a million huge names on that concert. Yeah. And they were all in the same room. And that was another... I mean, I'm constantly like pinching myself.
0: Why? Because I'm special. I didn't know that you were in... The memorial. I had had tickets for a while to go see it and whatever. And I look up and the choir comes out. And I was like, I fully know someone on that stage. Uh-huh. And I was so excited and so proud. You were wonderful. It was just, yeah, you had said that there were like a million huge names on that stage. And it was just person after person after person just laying it out there. Uh-huh. And it was like a master class in musicality. It was a master class in storytelling. It was a master class mm. in interpretations.
1: Yeah. I, um, I wish I got to watch it from out front. I'm really jealous that you so,
0: did. So tell me how that works because I feel like when people do shows like that, like the Kennedy Center or memorials like this, they're like, they get to watch the whole show backstage or hang out with everybody. What is it like to do something like that? I would assume it's very scheduled. Yeah. Um,
1: this one, I mean... Because it was a memorial and everybody was donating their time, it was pretty low key. Like mm-hmm. we had a rehearsal as the choir on Friday, and then the memorial was on Monday. We came in on Monday morning at like eleven and did like a sp- sort of sound checky work through of the show, like techy thing. And then it was at three. It was so,
0: wow.
1: you know, I mean, they were it was well managed, but it, you know, yeah, it wasn't like we had ample rehearsal or anything. Everybody was doing it out of love that's
0: awesome yeah so you uh, just for those of our listeners that didn't get to hear or see um, just to name a few there's Kristen with Kelly O'Hara Sutton Foster Jeremy Jordan Lorna Left Leslie Daily. Uggins Tyne Daly um, Kalia Blackheart I can never say her last name but yes. Blackhurst I think is that her last name Michael Feinstein uh, Harvey Firestein Spoke uh, Angela Lansbury sent a video Paul McCartney sent a video um
1: yeah. There's so oh gosh,
0: much. it was just outrageous. Yeah. And it just uh Betty Buckley, did I say Bernadette Peters?
1: You I don't think you did. I don't remember.
0: I mean it was just yeah. person after person yeah. that like Marilyn May at mm-hmm. nine That's years okay. old just laid it out. Yeah. It's it's one of those moments of like how we're in this room, we're doing things, it's happening. Yeah. And
1: it's too bad that they didn't, weren't able to televise it, because that's something that yeah, a lot of people would that would have been beautiful.
0: I know but there's it's also some,
1: special that it wasn't, you know?
0: Yes. I mean, there's some clips on Broadway World and whatever, I'll have to oh, send them to yeah, you. There's some enough. clips up there, but it's, um, it was kind of nice to be, we were in the Tina Turner Theater, the mm-hmm. LaPont Theater, and um, it was just fun to be with people that adored Jerry Herman knew him, knew his music, have been impacted by his music, or played his whatever it was. Anyone and everyone who could be there was there, and it was really awesome to be a part of that.
1: Yeah. And so you're then, wearing your Hello dolly
0: hat? Today. I am. I didn't even think about that that. <laughs> Hello. Um, before that, you took over for um, school of rock. Yes. You went in for School of Rock, mm-hmm. and were with Alex Brightman. Was he in the show at that he time? Was he was not left? there.
1: Yeah, he had been gone.
0: He's not back guess long home gone. doing. Yep. Beatles.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. The show. I think all in all, it was open for three years. I came in for the last seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another. Was another lesson in like. Uh, not luck. Because you you work your whole life for this, and you're laying the tracks constantly. Um, but I had gone in for the tour. I had gone in for the orig- – when they were originally casting the Broadway production, and it was one of those that, like, you know, like, ah, maybe one day this will turn into something. But I uh, – you know, I had sort of mm-hmm. forgotten about it at that point. I was like, ah, it didn't happen. And then, you know, they needed an immediate replacement yeah. and called me in on a Wednesday – I think I got it the night before, maybe, and you know wow. I knew the material um, really well because I'd gone in for the tour a lot for that role, and this was to cover the role on Broadway. And then I think I knew the next morning that wow. I'd gotten it, and I started in two weeks. So wow!
0: So who did you yeah. who did you come in after?
1: Uh, Natalie Charlotte Ellis. Oh, was cool. Okay, the track that I did. Yes, awesome. So she had gotten. Um, some summer work at, I think Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera. And she's like, I'm just gonna, this is, I know this is crazy. I'm just gonna leave my Broadway show and see what happens. And then she ended up getting like 10 things that year. Good. And like, you know, she had been in, in this long running show for a long time. And so that was actually really awesome for her. And now she's in Beetlejuice. Yes. Back in the same theater. Back again. So yeah. um, That's so awesome. Yeah. It was really, really fun.
0: So you seem to have a habit of auditioning for shows with, uh, with big personalities and big characters in the show, you did Mermaid, of course, which was... With, I did not do Mermaid. you were you auditioned
1: Didn't for book mermaid. it. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't
0: book it. You auditioned for Mermaid. So did you not fall on those Heelys? Because I have worn no. them one time and I ate they it real hard. Really? Oh, yeah. For, I'm shocked
1: that I didn't because I'm not the most graceful person. <laughs> I don't think I did it. But again, I don't know if we even did them in the audition. So that audition, um, I didn't get it. But the the director of the show brought me back in for her next project, which was uh, Little House on the Prairie, the music. Oh yeah, so that was of my course. first thing. Okay. Um, Francesca Zambello was the director. Um, yeah, so that's so that was my awesome.
0: first thing. So you've one of the things that I've realized in doing these interviews and and um, talking to people is that. It's a lot of connections. It's a lot of being, I mean, oddly, being a good person and then seeing that your personality and the community that you've built for yourself shines through to then get more work, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, That's
1: my favorite part about
0: it. Yeah. That's, like, so fascinating that one thing does actually lead to another. Yeah. Which is kind of cool.
1: Truly. What
0: was your first Broadway show?
1: My first Broadway show was Bright Star.
0: That you yes. saw. Sorry. My yeah, questions yeah. are so broad. I'm so excited. Fair. What was your first broadcast that you saw? Oh, that I saw. saw.
1: Um, hmm, you know, I, I don't remember because they were, like, close together. But I think my... F- I saw shows in Toronto a lot. Okay. Because my mom liked Toronto better than New York City. And we were, like, <laughs> sort of equidistant. Yeah. So I saw, like, Lay Mis and okay. Beauty, Beauty and the Beast in Toronto. Which okay. a lot of times were probably the Broadway cast that were, like... Yeah. Doing out of town dry out or yep. something, or maybe like on a tour stop or something. So I saw some pretty big like people there. But then I think my first New York Broadway show was either Miss Saigon or Ragtime.
0: Oh, I, I mean think, the heavy Are they ones.
1: In the same season? No.
0: No. So I, I can they probably here tell
1: which one was first. I don't know. One of one of those. But yeah, loved so both of those and made trips to New York because we had some we had some family here. Um, and I remember crying like when wrap time started, <laughs> and like the three groups, like the immigrants. Yes. And the, and, and oh my god, that image! Like I was in the balcony too, like in the front. I think the best uh, seat in the house. Yeah. And like I remember looking at the little booklet on the inside of, you know, I would I would go through it because they had all the lyrics in it. Okay. And, and it became so like bent and torn and like the fat <laughs> that I couldn't put it back in the CD case. Nobody even knows what a CDK is. Nobody. No, I'm with you, though. I know exactly <laughs> what you But they had a about. picture of that opening image, and I, when I saw it in real life, I just...
0: It's I, breathtaking, I yeah. can't
1: forget that moment.
0: If there's ever a more appropriate show for right now, I feel like it's ragtime. And they're yeah, doing an actor's do fun production of it in a couple months or something like that, but yep. it's one of those shows where, like, now would be the time to mm-hmm. do that.
1: Totally. That would
0: be great. Um, I had another question, and then it left my brain... As we were talking about ragtime.
1: I just took your breath away with that image. Yes.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> all happens. have
1: chills now. The I don't remember.
0: Mine was when I saw Beauty and the Beast. I remember <gasps> the, like, final pose of the and I was like, oh. that I will do. Awesome. Oh. Can't wait. Um, it was actually a couple months before 9-11, actually.
1: So. You saw it in New York? hmm
0: That's my first Broadway I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you some okay. rapid-fire questions. You ready?
1: Oh, God. Okay.
0: All right, here we go. Favorite color? Green. Favorite candy?
1: Anything chocolate.
0: Favorite TV show?
1: Chits Creek.
0: <laughs> Pre-show meal?
1: A salad. Post-show meal? Wings.
0: Favorite show currently on Broadway? Uh, I
1: haven't seen anything in so long. <laughs> um, oh my god, what is even on, this is so bad. Hamilton.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Go to musical genre.
1: Musical genre? Um, Folk, anything.
0: Yeah. If you could do any other occupation, what would it be?
1: This, this is my only issue. <laughs> Therapy, maybe?
0: Okay. Favorite movie?
1: Uh, Shawshank Redemption.
0: Favorite old school Broadway show before 1970? Mm, let's go with Carousel. Love it. Guilty Pleasure snack.
1: Bagel cream cheese. So good. Guilty yeah.
0: pleasure TV show. Uh, oh,
1: The Bachelor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have to catch up. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it's um, terrible. Don't bother. But yes. <laughs> uh, favorite holiday? Uh,
1: Christmas, of course.
0: Favorite season? Fall. East coast or west coast?
1: East coast. Favorite
0: vacation spot?
1: Um,
0: Jamaica. Yes. I have a, a three-parter for you. Okay. A dream role that you've already played. A dream role that at your current age you are eligible to play. And a dream role that you can't wait to play later in life.
1: Okay, already played Lily in the Secret Garden. <laughs> um, my age that I want to play Eliza Doolittle. Yeah. God, I'm so lame. These are so good, lame. Good, good. Um, role that I'm dying to play eventually. This is always difficult for me because I, I have a hard time imagining myself older. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> like no, yeah. what my type is going to be. Um, I may have to get back to you on that one.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so... What we, do you
1: see me as? Cast me in something.
0: I'm here to be a Mama Rose. It's gonna happen. I mean,
1: that's always my first thought. Name. I'm like, what amazing role. you be a
0: fun Mame. Okay. Yeah.
1: Alright. I, I don't know, know Mame those. that well, I have to admit. It's... I just know a lot of the music. My
0: tier is Dolly, La Cage, Mame. Those are like my three yeah. Jerry Herman shows. Oh, so. God, yeah. Love it. Um, Mm -hmm. While doing all the great things that you've done, you also have done one other thing that's pretty awesome that you talked about briefly earlier in the podcast. And um, you got married.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: So, important. (laughs) So you met your husband how? I'm going to ask all these questions. Oh my God, the best
1: story. We met on the subway platform at 50th Street. Stop it. Yep. For real? On the blue line, Yep. yep. Just... It was Monday night. He had <laughs> he had just done karaoke at New World Stages, which yes. I don't even know if they still do that. Do they still do that? I have no idea. And I, his friend, hosted it. And uh, I had just come off of a bad okay cupid date at like Mother Burger because Blockheads was closed or Blockheads was full, <laughs> so we got a margarita at, at uh, Mother Burger, and I was like, nope. And I got back on the subway platform, and I think I sat down on the steps in like a pair of shorts, which is disgusting. Um, <laughs> girl, you were I was not bummed. caring that day I was in a bad mood I was new to the city And he was like, so the train's taking a while, huh? And I was like, I don't know, I just got here <laughs> And I was like not having it And he just kept talking to me And now we're married
0: That's so funny You were not playing that day though no. Like, No, I'm good He was like,
1: wow, this girl's ballsy like, <laughs> She's sitting on the steps in a pair of shorts
0: Live your life, girl uh, I mean, if that's, sometimes that's what you're you going to do, do Live your life Tell us Tell us where to find you. On social media, you also are doing some coaching. So tell us how to book yeah. a lesson. Like, tell me everything.
1: Yeah, I am teaching now. I never thought I could do it. Because yes. people like you are so good, <laughs> and I never thought I could handle it. Thank but you. I started doing it, forcing myself to, and realizing that I actually can.
0: You sure can. Yay!
1: Everybody has something to impart. Sure can. Very well. Um, but you can find me at Lizzie Klemperer at, um, on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Walker on there. Um, and my website is lizzieklemperer.com.
0: There it is, lizzieklemperer.com. Lizzie LizzieKlemper on Instagram. And Lizzie Elizabeth Walker. Yeah, I
1: mean, you on can Facebook. try to find me on Facebook. I don't know.
0: Good luck to you, everybody. Good
1: luck. Clouds can make the wind blow. Bugs can make the grass grow. So, there you go. Not yes, you did. Holy moly. Holy cow. It's an E flat, children.